Hi, I'm Keshav Naidu and this is Talk to the Brand. Together, we bring you inspiring stories from the world of brand building. Today, we're chatting with Dhiren Amin. Dhiren is CMO Asia with Kraft Heinz and he is based out of Shanghai. His remit is brand management, driving sales and market share growth for Kraft Heinz brands in China, Indonesia, Papua New Guinea, Thailand, Malaysia, Philippines, Singapore, Vietnam and Cambodia. Prior to this, Dhiren was global brand manager for Vaseline Men and a strategic planner in the advertising agency world where his last role was head of planning at McCann's Mumbai office. During his agency days, he was responsible for multiple FE and war wins. Dhiren has also been featured on Campaign Asia's APAC Marketing Power List in 2018 and Campaign Asia's 40 Under 40 in 2016. He has been a judge on many prestigious awards including the APAC FEs and AOI Asia two years in a row. Welcome to the show Dhiren, it's a pleasure to have you here. Hi Keshav, how are you? Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Fun story, I've never really done a podcast before. So this one that's is going awesome. to be a genuine first. That's great. That's great. There's always a first. So to start off, can you tell us you're based out of Shanghai, right? Yes, I'm based out of Shanghai. I moved here 3 months back. You you're now the CMO for all of Asia at Kraft Heinz. In a nutshell, what has this journey been like? In a nutshell, my journey is divided into two parts. The first half was in India and in advertising between 2005 and late 2013 i was working in the business of advertising in india i was what is traditionally and some would argue boringly called a strategic planner i did that across three agencies uh, multiple different roles my last agency was uh, mccann india uh, where i was head of planning for bombay and as luck would have it my my experience even in advertising was all fmcg driven so I worked with uh, I worked a lot on Unilever even in those times and then Johnson and Johnson L'Oreal Marico so it just it just happened to be in in such a way that I spent a lot of my time on FMCG brands and then that was the first half of my journey I then moved from advertising to brand management uh, I don't like the word marketing uh, I think it's limiting uh, I moved to uh, brand management with Unilever I moved to Unilever Singapore where I was the a uh, global brand manager on a brand called Vaseline Men I was I was based out of Singapore because Vaseline Men uh, a majority of its business is uh, is in face care uh, men like grooming products as much as women and so I was catering primarily to Thai Indonesian Filipino men and part of my portfolio was in body which was the US and South Africa but that was very small from that role uh, I was I moved to Uh, to Kraft Heinz I was hired as a CMO for Indonesia I did that role for 3 and a half years and after that that was done I was moved to the role of CMO Asia where I moved from Jakarta recently to Shanghai and the remit obviously moved from from Indonesia to all of Asia I have just started to sink my uh, teeth in that role and uh, it's been interesting up to now so that's my journey uh, half of it in advertising and the other half in in brand management Uh, but the second half made me forget my first half you pretty much reached china in the midst of this wave so no uh, i mean i wish i had a sob story to tell around that okay no no i'm not seeking a sob story no but you know most people i think one of the things i've learned about about being based in china is uh, 
is people think that you know a fair few a fa- a majority of people actually live through the the tough covid phase here but i i wasn't one of them i actually left i left shanghai on 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 23rd jan two days before they actually locked the country down and i came back on 24th feb when the when when shanghai had slowly started to show signs of opening up so i never really in that sense saw so the harsh side of uh, of 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 covid that being said we had to manage through the harsh side of covid because we, we still have we still have a workforce that we need to manage for both countries china and indonesia and they were living through that this unfortunate phase of our lives right so managing that has been a journey it takes a lot i think people become priority people safety becomes priority and when you lead organizations that comes first especially if you're in the business of ma- i mean if you if you're making products right which which we do yeah. your factories to manage their sales teams that are you know their job is to sell how do you sell when you can't roam around freely i mean there are there are a lot of practical challenges of keeping companies going in this situation and having i think having lived through that has has been a real sharp learning curve so let's let's talk about that because that is something that is really what is going this is the world we are, we are in this is what we are experiencing at the moment what are the starkest uh, most interesting things or learnings or realizations that you've had in this in this short period my first lesson has been around agility to be able to create coming out of this an ecosystem hopefully and it will not happen overnight but hopefully an ecosystem of being able to change your mix of what you sell slightly faster because this teaches you that you you what you sell can become obsolete very quickly so that's my one big learning the second big learning is uh, I mean the safety of people is something that we all need to double down on and you know you shouldn't have to wait for a for a an incident such as this to take care of that uh, I think a lot more companies and individuals as well honestly but a lot more companies will start seriously thinking uh, about type of insurances type of covers uh, health insurances what you call uh, natural disaster insurances and those kind of things because they will happen you know like you said you have you've had a two part journey you know one you've been on the agency side and now you've been on the on the marketing side of things when you look back and this answer can be from either side when you look back what has been your most like a project that you've been most proud of yeah so my proudest project is a uh, is a purpose based platform that we created for one of our brands in indonesia the brand is called abc it's a it's a mass brand it sells uh, soy chili sauce canned fish what you know as rasna in india what we call cordials and many different categories it's a proper right. mass media brand and soy sauce to to indonesia is what what salt is to india or any other part of the world it's a basic cooking ingredient and we 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 we, we created a platform which was about driving gender equality in the kitchen right in, in indonesia gender equality is uh, per se not a problem when it comes to working 60% of wives work uh, so financial equality exists but in the kitchen specifically husbands don't help as i think universally husbands don't help as much in cooking we figured that uh, husbands don't cook in indonesia as well less than 3 out of 10 have ever really cooked or help the wife mm. and the whole insight then became that if wives can work husbands can cook and so the platform was about real husbands cook so we were a soy brand that was selling to housewives but talking to husbands and saying you should be helping your wives to cook and as a brand 
we will ensure that whatever you cook tastes great and we will provide you the training that is required to uh, to do that the thing about this was it wasn't if you say this it's it's very fake the point right. is about actually creating a, an ecosystem that allows for husbands to upgrade their skills right. so we've been running a real husbands cooking academy digitally and on ground for the last 18 18 months and more now um and that actually has been honestly the work i'm most proud of having moved to the brand side you you've worked on many brands in terms of these are established brands sometimes you may be working with brands that are uh, new to a certain market maybe or it's a launch or well, the qu- question i'm trying to ask you is what is perhaps the toughest part about building a mass brand the toughest part about building a mass brand is is differentiation and here i think it has to be differentiated from a mix standpoint and when i say mix the mix starts from the product so the product to begin with needs to be crafted by marketers to be truly unique to what is available in the market if i want a product uh, or if i want a brand i say product but a brand whose job primarily for example is to deliver the best you know sour taste in line with the in line with the top dishes that are cooked in china or in indonesia then that's what you have to deliver then you have to find a way to deliver that through a process or an ingredient that is unique but you should be single minded enough to say that's all i need that needs to be unique that's my story and then you latch on to that and find a way to make it big in your product ensure that your product delivers which that's number 1 that's number 1 and to begin with is your biggest challenge and to ensure that you work with your r&d partners your supply chain partners that it deliver a sensory mix that is that delivers to that uniqueness is is job number 1 yeah. to be able to then carry it in a manner that that stands out on shelf for that particular benefit is job number 2 and then job number 3 is to be able to price it at a price again that people are willing to pay for it a right price right so that's the that's the third and the fourth to have the understanding of the organization you're working with and its and its ability to sell and in what channels and to ensure that the product you're creating you know fits for that channel so the far more complicated thing is getting the truth in the product getting making sure that there is universal acceptability within an opportunity and making sure that it's the right price and uh, you know first create fans first create a a, a loyal use, user base you can say no so uh, i think depends again on it depends again in that sense on what it's supposed to do right so there are only three things any product can do just three either it can get more users it can get more usage or it can get you to pay more that's it there's there's there is really no fourth right so your journey your journey actually starts from there it starts from saying which of these three do i want to do um and then the second part of it is it has to be large enough right so from the get go hence to answer your question you need to know that if you're going after getting more users how many in your target audience how many million users are you potentially going to be able to target uh, how much are they likely to buy the first time what is the likely loyalty you're going to get 
and use that to arrive at a at a good realistic estimate of how big this is going to be right a lot of times and here's again where the creator creators dilemma comes in creators or marketers will fall in love with their concept it's the nature of a creator there are checks and balances in any organization but your first primary job is to a be able to create it with passion but equally be able to look at it dispassionately and say is it big is it profitable right and if it ticks both boxes then you move to crafting the whole thing and making the product so to me, to answer your question i think it starts from what's the size and how many people can i target and being very realistic about that uh and then then it goes fans is way later in the journey honestly so if, for example if if you're an established brand like if you're dove from unilever right where you completely established right then you know in your metrics that you are pro- for brands of that nature your biggest challenge is loyalty everybody knows about you almost everybody has tried you a fair few people who have tried you are buying you again but they're flirting in the category so for unless you're a really established brand of that nature is when loyalty and fandom will kick in uh but before that almost all of us 98% of us is in the ladder of either creating awareness or convincing you to try I, me over the other guy or convincing you to try me again and most of us are there uh, most brands are there the very lucky and the what i call iconic are the ones who are struggling for loyalty who are saying you know uh, i have my my loyal user base is dropping and i think yeah that, that that's a very different brand and some of us are blessed to have them most of us are not yeah even those brands bring bring with them many challenges like legacy challenges i'm sure yeah because because you're always the you're always the as we say in um, in hindi right you're the ghar ki murghi so yeah you're always going to be the you're always going to be somebody who people love but there's all but if you're in a category for example which is growing then there are always going to be new guys who are going to come in and look fresher and offer newer things be more innovative appear more attractive and it's very tough you know people say a lot of people criticize big brands and say you know what the other guy is innovating fast but that's not true it's also harder to move as a big iconic brand because and and that's that's where people the struggle always lies there when you're a big iconic brand your big becomes your problem because your big is defined your hurdle it becomes your yeah the size of your product is big you create new variants they're going to cannibalize you right it's not easy but that's a bad excuse if you're big you have the responsibility of innovating the category and there are there are many brands who do that well but again most don't yeah thank you that was very well put you've been outside of india for a while now but i'm sure you you've been keeping a, a close eye when you look at india what do you notice like what do you see as you know as an emerging thing or a trend or what, what is it what is exciting to you when you look at the market see india will always excite for size hmm will always excite for size huge you know <laughs> huge and this this is coming from you who are heading i don't know how many markets like seven or eight markets right yeah but it will always excite for size in reality the challenge in india is how do you get a value conscious middle class to pay more mm. right 
India is yeah. very interesting and it's one of the reasons why India has some of the best R&D people and some of the best, you know, manufacture. Yeah. It doesn't have, I mean, it's got, it's got pa- parity manufacturing, some of the best, some easily some of the best marketers. Uh, yeah. And, and that's primarily because we're just, there are two reasons for it. We're used to creating mixes at low cost. You know, it's yeah. very, it's very tough to, to be, to make a, I give a lot of credit to people who make a candy for one rupee man. You will not believe it. The thing floating in my head right now that I just wanted to bring up when you said size and value conscious and you know, was this, I'm sh- I don't know if you came across this story a few years ago, was the pulse candy story. Yeah. Okay. It, how it became this benchmark case study of a R&D product of how it just became innovative and it was just and it came from a group that sells like gutka yeah and that's the honestly that's the that's the big challenge and the big excitement around India like I said it's big you will always feel like you can derive more value and on an average when it comes to marketing and brand management brand management the quality of talent in India is very good. The quality of the ecosystem is very good of people because you're just used to making good mixes um, for the Indian middle class, which is not easy. Yeah. So the, I just want, you know, you're talking about size. So I was just trying to look up the numbers on this pulse candy thing. They, I think managed to sell something like hundred crore. They did hundred crore in eight months. And something that sells at one rupee. So one thing just, uh, uh, Keshav, just for you to remember, right? If they're selling Gutka, right? Yeah. The distribution network is solid. In the in the relevant... Panwala. Pan store is very high. So they can yeah. ride yeah. on that distribution to be able Absolutely. to heavily push the brand. and Which is why it's so clever. It's, it's very so clever. clever. Because Gutka is coming under scrutiny. Legally, it is going into trouble. So, as a, when your category is in trouble, so how do you extend within that line? This is something fully unisex, right? You're doubling your market right there. And I had the product as, as you know, just happened to have it as, you know, it blew my mind. You know what it is? It's practically like a, it's like a, you pop it in your mouth. It's like a hard-boiled candy. But in the center is a powder. <laughs> so, it's kind of like churan. They've kind of updated or modernized the churanwala's product. That's brilliant. sure you meet a lot of young brand managers young entrepreneurs even possibly people are building their own brands if you were to give them any advice you know on, on you know on, on the way they should go about building their brand two or three points um, execution eats strategy for lunch number one <laughs> everybody can have you know people talk strategy and big idea it's all good and well you have to make it, hmm. right? Marketing is a job of doing, right? You have to be able to create the product from an idea to delivering it on the shelf. You have to be able to work with people to make the packaging. You have to be able to uh, ensure that your your pack has all the right information and it looks nice. And It's not a job of theory. It's a job of execution, right? You have to take, uh, from when you talk of communication, you have to take an agency's great idea and you have to you have to make it real right uh, you are the person who is working with multiple people to give it legs so marketing 
is getting paid to make stuff. They're not strategy is is a is a is a necessary strategy ideation are necessary important steps to know what you're making is different, but it's got to be made right. If anybody wants to join marketing to do strategy and ideation, they are in the wrong profession because it's a business where you get your hands dirty right. Two, marketing or brand management is about selling and winning in the market right it's not about simply making stuff that looks good or it's not about just targeting consumers for the sake of it it's about you have to be in this profession you have to be willing to take a sales target right otherwise you're not adding value and your our roles are redundant so that's my second advice my third advice is you're not an analyst you are a storyteller and when i mean storyteller i don't mean storyteller in the conventional sense of the word your job is to look at all the data from input me- input measurements um your market share your sales and identify what's working and what's not working that's the story and then to be able to come up with a plan on how to fix what's not working and second um you're a st- as a storyteller at the end of it uh, what differentiates good marketers and bad marketers are the ability to spot a great idea and then the ability to make it happen so yeah i come back to the same thing right you know execution has strategy for lunch wow that is really nice great thank you dear for joining us on the show today it was an absolute pleasure having you thank you very much it was a pleasure this episode was recorded over the phone due to the nationwide lockdown we hope you're staying safe and making the most of your spare time do follow us on insta and facebook you will find the links in the show notes Music for the show is designed by Zeke. If you enjoyed the show, please rate us on iTunes, Castbox, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, tell your friends who you might think enjoy our show. Don't forget to subscribe, and see you next time.